0: episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's nba observations and we thank you so much for joining us it's Cheryl glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever we you get your podcasts game source inside sports fantasy football lakersball.com you will find joe soro typing away some good stuff but you can only find it at lakersball.com Plus, he has a great company that he goes ahead and does every day that he's actually wearing. And you talk about a guy wearing his company on his sleeve. Not on his sleeve, per se, but he does on his chest. It's Simblaze. Simblaze with a Y.com. Plus, also, as well, Magic Man in the Morning. That's coming up Friday morning for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus, I know he's got some snack packs coming up in the not-too-distant future. I heard him scheming one with... A good friend of ours, Mr. Yami Sweet, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, in the not-too-distant future. So go ahead and check that out right here. And some more interviews, possibly, from him as well. So go ahead and check that out each and time he's here, whether it's on the weekdays or the weekends. Plus, also as well, Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, YouTube's John McHaleen. Go ahead and give him a like and share and subscribe. Plus, also, our good friend, Mr. Stone Hanson. You know he's very busy right now, and that's with the NBA draft. The lottery is now set. We may even talk about that on tonight's show as well. It is the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Plus, if you could like, share, and subscribe, please go ahead and hit Little Joe right there in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen so you can subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air each and every time out right here for you at the Lakers Fast Break. Yes, Intel Wild, I'm hearing a trip to the kitchen tomorrow, sometime tomorrow for a snack pack is going to be in order just before game time. So we'll go ahead and preview game two tomorrow. Looking forward to that. But tonight we'll talk a little bit about that, but also as well, Jimmy Effin Butler. I tell you, first game, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals happened tonight and on the road doesn't seem to phase the Miami Heat at all as they go into Boston, even down Double digits didn't phase them at all. They came back roaring with a 46-point third-quarter massacre of the Boston Celtics, which actually I'm now replaying in the front room. It's going to be enjoyable to see that massacre in the third quarter as they go ahead and hold off the, <clears throat> the Boston Celtics in a game that really just was defined by one guy, once again, Jimmy F. and Butler. to And here today to talk about that game, plus how can we take that momentum for the underdog there, and how can we put it on ourselves for the underdog matchup tomorrow in Denver? And how can we go ahead and go back to L.A. with a good split? And also as well, how can we go ahead and get the series done? Good guys indeed. First up, first man here, he's the guy that we all Love so dearly. He gets so many great responses, and he loves doing things for you out there just as much. Good man, indeed. He's the man-man for Toronto. He just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless it's for a Lakers fast break. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. The magic man, i am just tell you what. uh Great to have you here. I know Gary A. has been talking about Lakers have figured out the cheat code for Denver. I don't think that that's the case. I think that, you know, I think the Lakers have found a way to better defend Nikola Jokic. And we'll get that into, into, you know, to detail a little bit uh, here in a minute, but I want to ask you this, another great performance from Jimmy Butler, just truly sensational tonight in Boston. Nothing seems to face him, especially when it comes to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, no, he's, um, he's the prototypical playoff performer Gerald, He's just, just cool as a cucumber. Um, his blood his blood pressure probably doesn't get above ninety. <laughs> and his heart rate probably doesn't get above sixty uh mm-hmm. until he gets out on the court. Um he's so solid, just he's just one of the most solidly built playoff performers of the past 25 years. Like he's definitely a top ten. You know, he he can't give you 40 points in a regular season game because we know that the hundred percent you get of Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is more like 80, 85%. He's not really going to push himself for 82 games. He's already
0: calling sick. And then he'll just show up after the game and talk to some kids from Brazil.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So he's that. We we,
0: thought we forgot about that one. Did you?
2: Yeah. So he's that kind of dude. Uh, and any time that that team gets beaten on their home court in front of the chowda heads. And I'll tell you uh, what,
0: and Intel Wild and Laker Nick both said six steals. That was big. That was big.
2: Huge. I mean, he, um, he did his best impression of Ed Reed. That's the last time somebody in downtown Florida had that much leather on them, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh, very fancy. Yes, they-
2: just saying, just saying. <laughs> but uh, it, there's just something, uh, Gerald, uh, here's the stat of the night. The Miami Heat have lost three games total in the playoffs. Uh, the Boston Celtics have already lost four games at home. Um, they can't Very seem to make uh home court advantage uh, an actual advantage. They're finding it more and more difficult to actually take advantage of a situation where they have four out of three. Uh, And again, it rears its ugly head because we all talked about it. I mean, all Miami's looking for is a split. Now they're playing with house money going into game two.
0: Absolutely, indeed, my friend. Also, here today, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out every time. He's on LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, Mr. Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Uh, impressive performance from Jimmy Butler. Last year in the conference finals, we saw a drag it out slobber knocker between these teams and the way that Jimmy Butler as an eight seed has come in here and just put their foot in their mouths again, as far as into Boston's mouth, it looks like it's going to be another slobber knocker again.
1: I don't know what the deal is with Boston at at home. Uh, they don't. They don't seem to harness that crowd. The crowd can get pretty loud and supportive. I don't know why they can't figure it out. Uh, surprisingly, I was listening to uh, the post game with with Shaq, Barkley, Ernie, and and Kenny. And Shaq, for the first time this year, uh, sounded like he actually was paying attention to the game. He mentioned something where he said. Miami plays the same way all 48 minutes. Boston plays like this for 48 minutes. Now you can probably get away with that uh against Atlanta. You can probably get away with it with Philly to some degree, even though Philly got close. Uh if they don't change this habit, they're gonna get bounced by Miami. Boston Celtics are front runners when they're up 10, 12, 15, 20 points. Typically, I, I know it changed tonight a little bit. But a ten-point lead doesn't mean much, really, anymore. They they usually can roll, but you also have to. If you guys, if anybody watched the game, I mean, Miami was making shots like Denver was in the first half last last night, like just astronomically. That three that bounced in for for Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, that the ball stood there for a second. <laughs> that when those kind of shots go in and you're on the road, you you. You just go, there's nothing else you can do. However, it is one game. It's just one game. So, of course, all the prognosticators, is Jokic the greatest thing that ever lived on earth all of a sudden? And this is with, by the way, AD dropping 40 and 15. But all they could talk about was Jokic, and rightfully so, he had a pretty phenomenal game, but he was a little diffused the last quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. So hold your horses about him being, you know, bigger than sliced bread. This is this is a series. This is not a uh, an NCAA tournament game. I think tomorrow night, if Denver wins, the Lakers are going to need seven to win it. Should if they win it, if the Lakers split. Pressure's is going to be on Denver to win on the road, and that's going to be very dangerous for them. As far as uh, Miami and Boston, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami takes Game Two as well. There's something weird about Miami and the way they're playing right now. It just doesn't seem like anyone gives two craps. I about- get
0: that. I get that too. You know, it just doesn't matter if they lose guys. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Two guys you have, yeah Oladipo have, and Hero gone. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and in a lot of in a lot of ways, Hero and Oladipo are have deficiencies that sometimes kind of aren't good. And the guys that they have right now that are balling are they're not missing shots, they're not missing free throws, they're not missing open shots. I mean, what kind of game. I, I, Martin was just he, he might as well be Tyler Hero. Uh, hey, hey Magic
0: Matt, how many undrafted players are on the Heat? Five, five, Joe.
1: Yeah, five, it's, it's Six, it's,
0: six a drafted players. So so it's not an
1: accident that
2: yeah.
0: oh, the go two, ahead, go
2: ahead, Sean. Wait, hold yeah, let d- on, go, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Uh Duncan Robinson, Max Struce, Gabe Vincent,
0: High Caleb,
2: Caleb, Martin, High Smith, and then I think that's five, Drill, but there might be one more, but I think it's I'm 5 I'm
0: sure there's there's six, but yeah, at least at least five. So that's amazing, Joe. Thank yeah, you, Sean. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, and it's not a, And not, it's not an accident that Miami and L.A. have been producing non-drafted players and turning them into superstars. There's something going on on both those developmental teams. Uh, Dave
2: Vincent. Okay, there
1: you go. Okay, sorry, Joe. Okay. And That's those are big. all
2: good
0: rotational players. Those guys aren't end-of-the-bench players.
1: Yeah, anybody that can hit open shots and follow the, the offense and defense is going to be in Pat Riley and Suppose good graces, but they have a very good system there. And Boston, uh, they're gonna obviously need to win game two. If they don't win game two, it's over. Uh, you, you don't lose to a team like Miami, both at home and and, and survive. That's gonna be a problem for them. But I, I think Boston, uh, comes back and wins game two. Uh, that's my prediction, anyways. The Lakers, uh, I don't like to talk about how they figured things out. I hate that kind of talk. Usually, I don't know if, if it, I don't think it's coming from them. Maybe it is, but. Just win game two. Win game two. I don't care if it's a close game. I don't care if it's a blowout. Win game two and get this thing to L.A., and then you can win game three and four and put this to bed a little bit. I don't have a feeling on on, on game two yet. I don't know where it stands. I I haven't been nervous. I wasn't even nervous for game one. What happened at the end wasn't a surprise. I just wish we would have made a couple of better. I, I wish a couple of shots had gone in we probably would have been able to steal that game but win game 2 and we will forget about game 1 then it'll be all focused on game 3 and 4 and that's 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 the only way that's the only thing you got to think about as a laker but i was i was i was I was happy with the effort uh, you guys know this we talked about it last night continue that kind of play i don't believe denver is going to shoot lights out like they did they were making shots like jimmy butler was making shots last night they'll make shots but i don't think they're going to make shots the way they did where it was just non-stop. Uh, I think they'll have it in certain spurts, but not for, for two and a half quarters straight. I think that was ultimately their demise. If, if it had been a little bit, you know, just normal, I think the Lakers might have had a chance. Might have probably won the game last night, especially after the way they ended it. And that's kind of where I'm at, I'm at with that.
2: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Once again, it is NBA Observations. It is Joe Sorrell from Simblades.com and Magic Man Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching listening. What do we have here? Gary says, I have no more predictions the rest of the way, but the numbers Davis and J- James are putting up uh, in an L is concerning. Uh, it should be concerning for Denver because if they're putting up those kind of numbers and the Lakers get more, a little bit more support, Magic Man, uh, it could be all she wrote for this series. I mean... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, the cheat code talk, I don't want to talk. They did find something that worked for that game. Mm-hmm. Now you're assuming that Denver and Michael Malone, because you can't say Mike, God forbid you say Mike Malone, but you can't say Michael Malone. My, I'm sure as a veteran NBA coach is going to try to make some adjustments to help out Nicola in that aspect. I still think though, that if you can get any time that you can get AD away from Gio Kitch and, and just help out and be a help defender on that, as we saw, you know, at the in fourth quarter, what worked, I really think it's a benefit for the Lakers and really will shore up a lot of that rebounding, you know, deficiency that they had and also get them more in transition and or to the foul line, which is exactly what they need.
2: Yeah, Gerald. And, uh, obviously, um, uh inserting Rui into the starting lineup would uh, go a long way to uh, trying to at least even that out. I would say that Gerald, I was actually happy to see that uh, D'Angelo Russell was getting up shots after that first game. He didn't um, sulk or whine or go back to uh, the team bus. Uh, he decided it was in the best uh, interest of uh, himself and Max Christie out there to get some shots up and uh refocus on game 2. I have a feeling they are going to be ready from the tip. I didn't like the energy to start out with, but you know that's that's to be expected. Um I don't expect the same same kind of drag your ass effort in game 2, especially for the first 15 minutes. You know, I don't think they want a, a repeat performance, even if they do come back from 20 points down again. Um, that's not a recipe for a Lakers victory in the playoffs. But uh, I will say this. I am confident that the, the Lakers will pull out a victory. Um, I I still continue to believe that uh, Coach Ham's streak of uh, not losing back-to-back playoff games will... Uh, Will uh, continue and he'll pick up the victory again. He's always seemed to make necessary adjustments and just these fine tweaks and tuning that the Lakers need defensively. Nothing major. There's been no major overhauls. He's experimented a little bit with rotations drilled, but it, but it's not like a geyser has been opened. Uh, I just thought that the effort wasn't there in their first quarter and definitely the lack of hustle and the altitude in the second quarter got to them. They came back, gave a valiant effort, but game two needs to be 48 straight minutes of focus.
0: Remember, everyone, the Lakers fast break, uh, and we here at the Lakers fast break, we never sugarcoat things. We tell you like it is, whether it's what the fan base wants to hear or not. Do we think that the Lakers have a realistic chance of winning tomorrow? Absolutely. After what they found out, in, in, as far as that comeback is concerned, because Joe, myself, and Sean, we were pretty deflated after two quarters You know, by what we saw in the first game, in game one. And Joe and I can attest to it. It's right there on Playback, playback.tv. But what we saw in the fourth quarter, as I've said on the past two shows, Tom, are highly encouraging
1: getting used to the altitude. uh, Someone had said it perfectly that it takes about a half to get acclimated to it. And And we saw that
0: you were right.
1: Yeah. It looked exactly like that's what really happened. These are professional athletes. These are finely tuned machines, athletic machines. So even they, I guess have to get used to a certain way of dealing with the climate. But um, this, it goes back to the simple answer and simple question is are you a championship team sure you win game two if you're a championship team championship as in winning the championship the lakers win game two it's not over yet because the old cliche of the series only starts when the road team wins i believe that i believe even if the lakers lose tomorrow that they have a chance to tie it winning game three and game four however you're setting up the series in a as badly as you can against a number one seed. This is not a struggling chemistry same Golden State Warrior team, and it's definitely not a uh, shoot them up Memphis Grizzlies team. Pardon the pun. These guys have been playing for a while. We know how good they are. But at the same time, you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James on your team. And to me, that's always going to trump anything you're doing on the other side. The guys need to play 48 minutes tomorrow night. They do play 48 minutes. If they play 48 minutes of of good basketball, uh, they're not going to lose. And if they can tie this up, Denver starts to then tighten up a little bit, getting ready to go to L.A. And if L.A. wins game three, Things could get very interesting after that for Denver. Now they're going to really start pressing, and that's how you have to look at this. They pressed the last quarter and a half last night, and that was that was not a oh well. They put they, they took their foot off the the gas. They were still making shots, but the Lakers were making stops, and they put Rui on Jokic, and Jokic could not freely either get find the open guy or shoot shoot over over Rui. Rui is a wide body who's very athletic and on top of that he can shoot that's the guy you probably want being a x factor in this series because that's those are two things we need right now we need someone who can shoot and someone who has size and that's the only way you're going to combat this big uh combat this and and
0: people who can play defense joe uh, right now i think when you score 132 points Uh, as far as on their team on Denver, and you only score 126, which is still, Magic Man, an outstanding number. Normally, if you you score 126, you're going to win most games. Offense is not the problem. To me, it's about – yes, Joe's yawning there. To me, it's about shutting down the offensive team, even just a little bit. But, my gosh, I know I see uh, in the comments Adam and and Search are – talking about bringing back Beasley, uh, maybe starting uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth for D'Lo. A change for D'Lo, I don't mind, but I wouldn't go for D'Lo. I would go again, bringing more size in. I would see find a way to see if i get Rui in that starting lineup.
2: Yeah, I would too, Gerald. One thing that was concerning is that Jokic loves to, either when he's at the high post, he loves to run that high pick and roll, or he loves to run that Spain pick-and-roll, right, where he's got a backdoor cutter, or he's got a shooter just off of uh, off of the left or right wing. <clears throat> they ran that play three times in a road drill and got points off of it. What we kind of talked about this um, this morning with the, uh, the late night is that for some unbeknownst reason to me, they weren't communicating with each other, and somehow the coaching staff didn't get it through their thick skulls that you need to go over screens, not under them, especially against this team. They're, they have too many good shooters who, if you leave them open, will make their open shots. Yeah,
0: but Jokic, though, sets some mean screens. He does.
2: He does. Really... He does for, for a guy who gets called, you know, yeah, he's vertically challenged, but he's strong like bull when he's setting those screens. He he really is. And um, you just have to... Gerald, w- one of the reasons why we love Derek Fisher so much is because he was tough. He had toughness. And one of his qualities was that he would fight over screens. He would never go under them, no matter how difficult it was. Yeah, he would get beat a lot of times. And a lot of times people would, uh, uh, you know, we got the Derek Fisher hate machine for like a couple years, right? During the, during the regular season. But when the playoffs came around, he was physical. He got over those screens. He was there in the foxhole. And that's what we need. We need guys in the foxhole willing to go over them, not under them.
0: Okay. Again,
2: I I don't care. And I don't care who it is. It could be Beasley, it could be Rui. It doesn't matter if somebody can fight over that and put a hand up on somebody, and we create some momentum there. Then keep playing them because, like you said, drilled. We've been talking about it. We hang our hat on defense. We're not going to win games scoring 133 points.
0: No, we got to go ahead and make sure we have the D. And Joe, uh, you know, getting back to you, my friend. When, you know, it just, again, it's not about the 126 points the Lakers scored. The Lakers score 126 points. Most nights you're going to win. It's about the 132 points that, that Denver scored. Any way you could try to slow them down, I think is probably the best way to do it.
1: Denver played a close to a perfect game. They, they came back down to earth and the Lakers are, are good enough to make you pay for it. Almost anyways. <clears throat> this is championship game time. If the Lakers come out tomorrow night and win, it's pretty much a done deal that the Lakers are championship material. Not not that they haven't, not that they're not right now, but it's it's just going to solidify it even more. Winning okay. on the road, especially with them being seven and zero in Denver, with them being a one seed, that's how you. This is that's what championship teams do. Look at what Miami did tonight. They went into Boston and did what they did and it doesn't mean they're going to win it all it just means they're 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 viable they're showing championship medal that's what championship teams or contending teams do so that's all that's all that's left at this point it's you have to win one game in denver might as well win it right now win it tomorrow night a little bit of desperation does help every now and then. Win game two, you go to L.A. Now all the pressure is going to be on Denver unless you lose game three, uh, which we can discuss that if if it does come about. Because if the Lakers win game three, it's going to be a major problem for Denver. So Denver has to figure out whatever issues they had there in the last quarter. Don't let it happen again, or Lakers are going to take control and, and, and do their thing. Lakers go up three one in this
0: series. It's all she wrote.
1: Yeah, I don't. I just don't see how. I don't see how anybody can beat a healthy LeBron and, and AD if they 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 go three one. If the Lakers win the next three games, I just don't see how. I don't see how that. I don't see how anyone can beat that team. Uh, it would have to be some kind of an injury. The Lakers and their chemistry is really good, and Darvin Ham is done a 180 in the playoffs thank god it's it's been very nice to watch and that's how I'm looking at this I'm looking at this as now Lakers have a chance to make their mark here tomorrow night and then take two at home that's my mindset that's how it should be and I'm sure that's how they look at it hey guys get game two and then we get game three and four and then you'll come back to Denver if Denver takes five cool but we'll close this out in six like we've been doing and then hope for Miami or Boston to, to, to come out of uh the, the the east and let's go get number 18. that's that's how my mindset is
0: once again it is NBA observations magic man let me ask you this my friend uh jose gonna reach out to you here uh here probably sometime tonight just want to let you know it's a good to have you here my friend but Magic, man, I do want to ask you this. When it comes to what you're seeing with this team, again, for me, all the year, the winning formula for this team, and especially after the trade deadline, is defense, transition, rebounding, and more free throws than the opponent. If they can go ahead and win four, all four of those or three out of four of those, they're going to go ahead and win that game more ni- more times than not. And they didn't do any of those well in the first game, game one. So if they turn at least two, if not three of those, you know, objects around in the next game, we could be seeing a successful game too.
2: I believe so, drilled. And uh, even if you cut down and some of their, their opportunities, the points in the paint were pretty close. I think it was 50, 48 Denver. We did beat them in the free throw category uh yeah they shot they shot better from from three than we did i think they hit 15 we hit 11. so i think if we just maintain a little bit of more discipline on defense and and cut and just limit the mistakes i yeah i i don't think they're going to be able to score 132 points again specifically like they got almost 20 points in transition offense that's a lot for them um they well, oh, we
0: were terrible on transition
2: defense. Yeah. They're terrible transition defense as well, and we didn't take advantage of that, that as They're either. Right. But, uh, you know, a lot of that also stems from uh, the altitude and uh, the, the the change in the air pressure. But as the game wore on, Gerald, there was more of an adjustment, but they need to pre- be prepared from the very start because it – that. <laughs> Whether or not you're playing uh, in either climate, whether it's Utah or Denver, if 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 it starts getting on top of you, it's almost like a quicksand, and it it's like the quicksand effect. You know, you you try and uh, you try and make a play, but you get blocked at the rim, and then you try and get into the lane for a steal, but you miss your assignment and then there's a three pointer. And so all of a sudden, instead of being down nine, now you're down 14. And um, it's just, it's it's something that can happen to a team. You just fall quicker and quicker into that sand and you sink deeper and deeper. And that can't happen again for game two. If we're we're tight and strong from the beginning, I really do have confidence we'll win the game.
0: Joe. Again, I think it's something where if you look more into it and you like what you saw in that fourth quarter, uh, I think that's more realistic. I think that's more what this series could be about than what you saw for the first three quarters. I, like you, think that they played an optimal game for the first three quarters. I don't think they can play any better. And I think that the Lakers, now that they've tried to figure a couple things out, I don't think that Denver can reach those heights again. I'm not saying that Denver can't play well against the Lakers. I'm just saying that the Lakers can play much better after what they found out in that fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to have to be the Lakers playing the way they played in the fourth. That's going to combat a lesser game by Denver in Game Two. That's that's how that works. If 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 the Lakers play down to to Denver's game then they'll lose. Lakers have to play the way they did did in the fourth. Uh, What they did was they neutralized Jokic to the point where he couldn't get to his spot, couldn't get any lanes to pass, and the guys that were getting open shots were not getting open shots. And those who were making shots being covered well, that was really the deciding factor. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had one, Jokic had one, Jamal Murray had one, that's nine points Actually, Jamal, that was turned into a two. So they had eight points from miraculous shots, and the Lakers lost by five, right or six? Uh-huh. Sorry, six. That's yes. that's that's what that's what that is, guys. Is it, it? It's a it's a it's a game of 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 sh- just a couple shots in a lot of ways. And 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 towards the end, the Lakers were a layup away. In my opinion, if LeBron hits that layup and gets an and one. He made the first free throws, which means it would have been a three-point play. Had he made that, we would have been down one, and Denver missed a shot on the next possession, which means the Lakers would have brought the ball back with a one-point deficit, and that changes the whole setup, not only from a Lakers standpoint in terms of a game plan on that series, but it also gets Denver's you-know-what tighter. But they were up three still, and you have to hit a three to tie it which is, we saw what happened when LeBron tried to do that and it didn't work.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, though, I am excited for tomorrow. I think the Lakers will go ahead and be able to meet the challenge. You know, not necessarily, again, why they found a cheat code, Magic Man, because, again, you know, Michael Malone will try everything he can to go ahead and counteract what the Lakers found successful in fourth quarter, but you can only do so much with the players that they have. And, mm-hmm. and I know that the rotation for Denver there's not going to really change all that much because you won your first game. Why would you want to steer too far away from it? But pro- sometimes when you make so many changes or adjustments like Michael Malone may do, that may end up costing him in the long run as well.
2: I also think him calling out D'Angelo Russell is a, a bit of a head scratcher to me.
0: Yeah. I can't um, figure that. Out. Why? Why? I mean, the guy uh, had an awful game. Why would you? Even yeah,
2: so, so you're riling up, you're riling up a kid who can score 30 on you pretty quick by, by talking this way. I, I didn't think that was very smart, Joe. I don't know not what nice. he was trying to go for there. And I, again, I saw Delo getting shots up after game one, uh, not even realizing that uh, Michael Malone had said that I almost expect him to have a huge game now, now that I think about it.
0: But offensively, he needs to because defensively, he was uh, he was a sieve. Uh, well, was
2: this of, is a bad matchup
1: for him on defense. No matter yeah. how good is how good he is on offense. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. would I would not I would temper your your expectations of D'Lo in this series. This is
2: the worst I didn't series. say the series. I said the game. I, I think again, the series I, yeah. I, again. I, I'm very Joe. We've seen it time and time again where some coach opens up their yap inexplicably about some player because they think that uh either like I, I've seen it way too way too many times. There's this guy isn't a psychology major, Joe. He shouldn't go that route. He should just stick to what works for the Denver Nuggets. And I I think when you when you start tipping your toes and dipping your feet in waters, you're not familiar with something always comes up and can bite your foot off. So, and with
0: with D'Angelo, let me just say this D'Angelo it's it, you know, we've talked about, and I've said this at length about how D'Angelo Russell magic man is. He's been, it's a roller coaster ride with D'Angelo Russell, Mm -hmm. even in the same game, you know, rarely do you get four quarters of good D'Angelo Russell. But when you do, it's pretty damn awesome. What we're hoping for is maybe a quarter and a half or a big run by D'Lo where he hits three or four shots, gets hot. And really, that could be all the difference that you need.
2: Uh, that's it, Gerald. That's it. Uh, that's all he needs to really get going. Um, he can heat up pretty pretty quickly. It's not, a, it's not a microwave, but it's more of a jiffy pop. Um, he needs
0: to be more than a, what, a minus 21. I think that that's was what pretty, was. That was
2: pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look, if he gives up, if he gives up 18 tomorrow, but he scores, t- uh, scores 23, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And you're right, Gerald. He can, he, if he sees that 16 footer go in and then he sees the 25 footer goes in. All of a sudden, that rim looks looks like a beat. Uh, looks like um, the ocean to him. So again, I, I'm not uh, I'm not um, overly optimistic or delusional about the kind of player he is. But I I do know motivation when I see it, and I think he's going to come out tomorrow motivated. You know, I remember when Kobe Bryant had a bad night in Oklahoma City. He came out the same night. TNT showed him working on a shot. The next game, he put up 40. Damian Lillard, same issue. He had a bad shooting night against the Houston Rockets, came back, scored 38. Um, I don't think D'Lo will duplicate uh, those kind of performances, but again... I do think he's perfectly capable and I do expect him to put up, you know, 25 at least and uh, hit four or five threes.
0: I just think if he could be a positive, that's all I'm asking for. Just be a positive, do something on the court. That's going to go ahead and help your team win. That's all we're asking. I think that that's not too much to ask. At least if you know, you're really stinking up the joint, go ahead and make sure the coach knows that, you know what you I'm not helping the team the right way vando could come off the bench and play better defense or you could bring in lonnie walker that might be able to play better offense you know you need to go ahead and make sure that you're not out there sticking up the joint because if you know it's when you're off games you got to go ahead and do the team a favor instead of trying okay one more shot one more shot miss 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 you know say you know what maybe it's not my game and i'll come back strong next time around
2: well you know for for all his prowess and um and it's well-earned for, for being a, a pretty good rebounder for his size. Bruce Brown is still a very small man. And you need to take advantage of that defensively. He wanted to yip yap about D'Lo. I think you need to take advantage of him uh, in pick-and-rolls and in off-ball screens because, you know, he <laughs> the Lakers have Austin Reeves. They have D'Angelo Russell. They also have Dennis Schroeder. All three of these guys are all capable of setting setting screens Reeves particularly because he's a six five and over 200 pounds there's a lot of weight behind that um, he's old they're also very patient Gerald they were they weren't patient at all in game one uh, at times you saw them run double screens uh, on Memphis and Golden State especially if the first one wasn't there they weren't doing a lot of that uh last night it was um a lot of quick decisions and a lot of poor microprocessing so they really need to get into their sets quicker make better decisions but ultimately it just comes down to execution we're signaling the ref for
0: a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the lakers fast break podcast So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Before we head on out, it is Joe's turn. So I wanted to go ahead and ask him real quick here on the Lakers fast break. Joe, when it comes down to it, uh, I'm expecting a win tomorrow. I believe you are as well, if I'm not mistaken. What do you think is going to change that's going to make this happen? I think
1: the Lakers are going to tighten up the D a little bit more. and not allow a layup line uh, that, that was similar to what they were doing to w- against the warriors for a couple of those games that they lost against the warriors. The warriors were just getting the, to the, to the basket and making layups at will. They'll need to close those gaps and make sure like Sean said, not to go under the screens, go over it, keep your hands up uh, and continue to, to, to do that for 48 minutes. And, we have to hope that they don't hit every shot. They they made – Denver won that game by making shots that were – that they shouldn't have made. It wasn't just open shots. They were making shots that were contested, and, and everyone was making those shots. Uh, if they do that, then it's going to be difficult to beat them. It's going to be difficult to beat anyone. The, the Miami Heat did that tonight. You, you can blame the Celtics all you want tonight – Jimmy Butler hitting those shots and Martin hitting those corner threes the way he was. I, I know those were mainly open, but you can't beat a team that makes shots consistently over and over again in a close game. It's just that's the, what the league is. It's about shot making all this stuff about defense. Yes, defense wins. Defense is important. But if they're making shots over you, you're, you're not going to beat them because uh, there's a mental thing that gets put in there that that kind of demoralizes you now. What I and 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 I talked about this last night that three by Reeves that took it to took it to three Jamal Murray's body language was all I needed to see. He looked decimated, and all the Lakers needed to do was just get one more basket to tie that damn game up, and it probably would have sunk Denver. That's what you need to do to Denver. You need to get them into that mode. They're so desperate to beat the Lakers. So I want to put this in perspective for you guys. The Lakers have been to the finals 32 times. They've won 17 championships. I'm going to go to the stats for Denver. Denver has been to the finals zero times, and they've won zero championships. They are desperate to beat this team. Oh, and the other number, 7-0. Lakers are 7-0 in the playoffs against the Denver Nuggets. They are desperate to beat the Lakers.
2: Including including 3-0 in conference finals play. You – the scariest Denver team I ever saw
1: was the 9 team. And if Kobe didn't go – this is coming from George Carl – didn't turn into Jesus in game three, the Lakers would have lost that series. That was the best Denver team I've ever seen. Denver wins this series this will be the best Denver team they've ever had and they might have the best Denver team ever at this point as well so a lot of things at stake here you know there's always a first for something right I'm not saying that the just because of what's happened in the past is going to matter to you know in this series but uh, we still have LeBron James and AD in a team that's got chemistry and a coach that has absolutely changed his whole reputation in the last month in terms of being able to adjust he's almost the jimmy buckets of coaching he was saving up for the playoffs and if if that was the case if that's the case i guess i'll take it especially if it means a title but if i'm going to motivate the lakers as good as miami is playing as Formidable as Boston is, I, be, I believe that whoever wins this series in the West will be the title uh, winner. Uh, because I think that just they both got what it what it takes. They got they both got what it takes to win it all. They, the other two to do as well, but these guys they have they have the talent. And they have they've been well, playing together for a while.
2: I'm sure I'm sure everybody will remember uh, the 2021 finals when everybody was ready to coordinate the Phoenix Suns after they went up 2-0. And we saw what happened there. Being down 0-2 isn't that sense. Uh, but there's a whole other game to be played. I think we're gonna win tomorrow. I feel pretty confident about it. I'm not worried about it particularly, because I think we got the right mix. And I think we've got the right leadership involved to pull through this. I just don't f- feel in any way, shape or form, any, like any foreshadowing, any shadowing, darkness, any clouds. I don't feel it, not right now. So even if they went down 0-2, which I don't think will happen, uh, I'm not gonna panic then either, because this is a long series. It's gonna be a very long series. Absolutely. Indeed. I
0: think this is going to go a long ways, but I think ultimately, like we talked about Lakers and six for me, and I know Lakers and six for most everybody else on the panel as well, but I will tell you what looking forward to tomorrow. Go ahead and check out a snack pack is coming your way sometime tomorrow. I believe in the afternoon with magic man, Sean Grice. And I heard a rumor. He got Yami swoot involved. Who knows if I've got the time. Or I'm not out on the road. I may join up as well. You never know. But, of course, with with Magic Man and Jamie, uh, there's plenty of hot air to go around. (laughs) But I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Magic Man. But before we head on out, I just want to mention, please join us tomorrow night on Playback for the Game. Playback.tv. It's on Sacred Fast Break. And, of course, if you have not subscribed already, you got to go ahead and do so because that will get you latest notifications on when we go live on the air with our awesome, world-famous, Because we've talked to people from all around the world already from our post games. People love our post games. So go ahead and be part of it. But you will only know when that happens if you subscribe today. So go ahead and do so. And please like while you're there to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with a great snack pack, NBA observations, and more. So thank you so much for watching and listening. Guys, any last thoughts before we head on out? Joe, Sean?
2: Uh, you know what, Gerald? Uh, We have got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I've got a snack pack coming up with Yami Swoot and perhaps uh, more guests. Friday, we have a mystery guest for uh, Magic Man in the Morning. We're going to have uh, our Laker weekends on Saturday and uh, Sunday night, and I'm hoping you squeeze in another podcast interview pod sunday so i am busy as a beaver in the next few days for the lakers fast break
0: well we certainly appreciate it joe did you hear that matt he's just working the midnight owl to that's, go all, that's how
2: it's
1: supposed to be you keep grinding until you get to what you want to get to that's well, the entrepreneur mindset
0: absolutely so great having magic man here Hopefully, we can go ahead and provide a lot of content for you, as Magic Man has said right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for that, Joe, dead,
2: that deadpan, that deadpan motivation is, it's just marvelous, Joe. That's
0: yeah. that's him after what fourteen hours today. I man. know,
2: I know. <laughs> How he's still awake every every bit of
1: that fourteen hours, and another fourteen tomorrow, and another fourteen after that, and probably eighteen on Friday. When you become the standard. In your, in your profession, you better better start getting ready. Matter of fact, I'm I'm already, uh, I had a phone conversation today with one of my very, very good <laughs> friends uh, who's in the business. And I said to her, I said, we're going to have to join forces soon. <laughs> I said, this thing is coming. And she always, she knew, she knew, she knew this was coming. Because I told her, I said, it's a matter of when, not if. And I said it again tonight. I said it's coming. It's it, the when is coming. It's like now. And it's it's exciting, you know, being able to continue to build. I want our podcast to be number one. And I'm not stopping. And I'm sure Sean is not. And I know Gerald, you're not. I'm a big part of that. Wow. Uh, way to go ahead and just spill those beans out. In the I'm, I'm like going to make sure that when we have a get together and your people are there, Oh, I'm going to let, I'm going to remind them that. Oh, so you thought it wasn't going to work. Oh, okay. You know, pull that whole, uh, nobody believed in us cliche. I can't wait to do that. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's a joke, by the way.
0: When Google hits us with that award and I go ahead and I put there for that first million subscribers up there on the mantle, then I'll go ahead and, 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 definitely tell you you're right
1: yeah it, it it's uh, it's inevitable it's coming because we're not going to stop till it till it happens and i'm not going to say we're not going to have some controversial discussions because i believe that helps and just knowing eyeballs. you have the
0: controversial discussion yeah, the controversy
1: the, the contour th- that's the beauty of being real though when you're real that's that comes with the territory at the, you know, the, the negativity from being real is there, but it's also appreciated by those who appreciate the real because you become the voice of those who wish they could speak in those terms. Unfortunately, most people can't. They work in corporate, the corporate world. They work with corporate people and they don't want to compromise their jobs and things like that. So we'll be the bullhorn for you guys. Don't, you don't have to worry about that. You know, Sean runs his own life. I run my own life. Gerald, you run your own life. We don't answer to really no one, uh, and that's that's the that's why this works. And you know, Laker Tom doesn't answer to anybody. Yes. So, uh,
0: this yeah. I know, yeah, all too well. Sure. Three well, since 2019, I have known this all too well, indeed. Yeah. But it is the Magic Man Band- well, Shires. What did he
2: What did he say once? Uh, can we get on with the predictions, please? I need to go play pet my cat.
0: Yes, uh, he's. <laughs> He's does he really have familiar. a cat?
2: He
1: does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't done a Vito Corleone and done a show petting his he cat. Has. So petting my cat is season. He has done that. Has he? It? Yes. I, I must have not been on that one. No, you were not. Oh, that's, that's great. We need more of that.
0: Yes, we do indeed. But... Make sure you go ahead and join us each and every time out for the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glass along with Joe Soro, and Magic Man Sean Rice. We'll see you tomorrow for the Snack Pack, previewing Game 2 between the Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. And, of course, game time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Join us, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. It's free to go ahead and be a part of the fun unfiltered Joe, unfiltered Sean, and unfiltered me as well. So go ahead and check it out. Right there for your Playback.tv. slash so Fast Break. And then, of course, the best post game in town and the best chat room around can nowhere be found. But right here at the Lakers Fast Break.